In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's edition of Shit Show. I'm joined by Gus, and you're here with me, Rig. Gus, how are you going, buddy? Good, mate. Very, very good. I thought you were going to launch into a uh, a Bruce Banner style. <laughs> are you ready to rumble? No. It's. Did you say Bruce Banner? Like the Incredible Hulk? That's not who I meant. It, Bruce Buffer <laughs> is who you're thinking about. That is, that's exactly <laughs> who I meant. Uh, Bruce Banner was like, am I a it? You haven't did, did, seen I it? Haven't, I haven't gotten heaps big and green and angry. <laughs> but no, the, uh, the, the beautiful uh, imagery between the world of boxing uh, and the world of Marvel Studios <laughs> coming together in an ill-fated combination. Mm, that usually frequently over- overlap. Yeah. So, welcome to Shit Show, the podcast that is about the best laid plans of mice, men, children, animals, though we haven't got to that yet, uh, that, that often go awry and hilariously off the rails. Gus, you have the segments th- this week, mate. I do. Um, I love the segments. They're great. The segments are great, and we both, <laughs> know, we both know why they're great, because they take the least amount of time to put together. Correct. Ooh, I'm giving people behind-the-scenes <laughs> secrets. No, don't tell them. Don't show them the box where the lady's been cut in half. Yeah. Uh, so you have got the segments this week. I do. Which means that... And my God, have I cut some ladies in half this week. You, you sure have. <laughs> you, you've, you, it's way better than the David Blaine, I'm going to sit in a box in a crane <laughs> uh, for 20 hours routine. But you're going to do the segments this week. The first stop on this train wreck... Uh, is, of course, the Trainwreck Trophy. The Trainwreck Trophy is a segment in which Gus has gone away and he's thrown Trainwreck into Google News and seen what has popped up um, that isn't a an Amy Schumer reference yeah, or old-timey photos of actual train crashes. Yeah, perfect. Gus, what have you got for us this week, mate? Mate, we're going to dive straight into it. The first one, uh, we have recently joined Twitter, and so I find it... Yes, hilarious. we have, at ShitShowCast. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug, top of the show. Uh, but I find it amazing looking at uh, how many people on Twitter just dive in there and start tweeting without even checking who the person they're tweeting at is. Yeah. So uh, John Jones, uh, speaking of uh, boxing slash martial arts, yeah, he's a UFC um, competitor. And basically he's just been done for performance enhancing drugs for the third time, I think. Jesus. So heaps of fight fans have jumped onto Twitter uh, to have a go at him. And the only problem there is that <laughs> John at, Jones is a super common name <laughs> at John Jones is not the UFC fighters Twitter handle. <laughs> his, his, his handle is at Johnny bones. So <laughs> bones, Mahones <laughs> at Johnny Bones has 1.94 million followers. The handle at John Jones belongs to a middle-aged man from Brooklyn who describes himself as a tech geek, cat fancier, and oh, author. No. Oh. <laughs> he has 140 Twitter followers. Oh wow! So this has blown up, and <laughs> he's he's overnight as people have just gone at this UFC fighter, just started posting screenshots, uh, and he found out, uh, he found his direct messages in Twitter, and yeah. he's like, oh shit, uh, here's one of them, how could you fail a drug test, homie, you just knocked the fuck out, Daniel, like, come on, bro, if you have to check into rehab, do it for longer, man, <laughs> oh wait, WTF, you not John Jones, <laughs> SMH, who is you? <laughs> Oh, it's, man. It's fantastic. I, I can tell that it was completely bereft of any sort of punctuation. It, it, or exactly. The whole thing just ran on. Just an amazing reading there. <laughs> Some guy goes, and this, this poor guy uh, is just getting inundated. Yeah. And, but he's, he's responding because he's like, okay, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, some guy goes, hey, John, bitch, JJ, you were scared of the paper champ, so fuck you, bitch. Fake champ, you couldn't beat an egg, stupid fuck, at John Jones. <laughs> this guy responds, couldn't beat an egg? I've been taking shots from dumb people on Twitter for years. My Twitter training was almost exclusively against eggs. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's amazing because this guy's chat is terrible. Yeah. But 
that, he's that, getting so yeah. many cracks at it that it's like the Shane Warne school of sledging. If I, you throw I, enough I, I of feel, them out there, one of them's going to hit. I really want to see like a Rocky montage where he's just at the computer, and he's just like tagging people and just like going off. Hashtag beaten many eggs. Oh, it's so good. Um, the <laughs> This is the best. This is easily uh, the best that his chat gets. Direct message. You're a waste of space on the UFC roster. Ruin DC legacy, you cheating pussy. And he responds, <laughs> I would be genuinely genuinely surprised if the USC, FC has ever had any space for me on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy responds, go fuck yourself, buddy. Lost me fucking 50 bucks because of you juicing. Fuck your whole career is a cheat. And he goes, what does my morning ginger and beet juice cleanse have to do with you losing money? <laughs> I'm totally lost here. Guy responds, oh, shit, you just a white dude. My bad, Nick. <laughs> well, so, sorry, what was that in the end of that? <laughs> oh, shit, you just a white dude. My bad, Nick. Oh, my LMAO. God. Oh, my God. So that is the first one. <laughs> John, John Jones. He's just a white dude. He's train wreck number one. Or mostly everyone that's tweeting at him is the train wreck. The collective train wreck, yeah. Okay, the second one. I want to I really reinforce that if you're listening for the first time, this is one of the best train wreck weeks I've ever come across. Wow. And, and we've had some Big absolute talk. Big talk, mate. Mate, here it is. Straight off the bat. Second train wreck trophy nominee. New South Premier backs MP amidst massage mix-up train wreck. What? The New South Wales Premier has defended an MP who says he was targeted by a scam after ordering a massage to his New York hotel room. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, Kiama MP Gareth Ward has uh, said that he ordered a massage to his, uh, his hotel room. Um, okay. And then was blackmailed. But here's, here's how this goes down. Mr. Ward insists he requested a normal massage at his hotel room, although various media outlets report he asked for a special massage. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ward says when he opened his hotel room door, he was confronted by two men who told him they were filming, were underage and wanted money. When it became clear that more was on offer, I asked them politely to leave, and then they became aggressive, demanding money. The ordeal was frightening. According to the New York Post, Mr. Ward headed to the hotel lobby purportedly to get the money (laughs) and sought help from reception, who called the police. The men then fled. Uh, There are 15 different eyewitness articles that I can find of this of... Him basically ordering a special masher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's very, very, very sus. And and anyway, so he's basically in this position where uh, he's now having to defend what uh, he he may have ordered a normal massage through the hotel. But my question is, if you order a normal massage, yeah, how do two guys end up rocking up yeah. to blackmail you. Yeah. Because that sounds like the sort of thing that would happen if you ordered a special massage. Yeah, like an external a, massage a, 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 outside of the a hotel. A third-party supplier, I've had a ma- will, I've, uh, we, we had a massage in a hotel when we, we were... When you we and were, I didn't. <laughs> no, 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 not you and I. Uh, my, my girlfriend and I. Very, very... Obviously, they are staff of the hotel. They have name badges. Yeah. It's super hotel legit. hotel-branded stuff. Exactly. Like, are, people, are those two dudes rocking up in like actual Marriott colours or like in, in proper sort of, uh, you know, scrubs, you know, made of maroon uh, material or are they rocking up with just like leather jackets yeah. uh, the, the, and, and a lot of hair gel and nothing else on and just being like, we are your massage. <laughs> because, and that's a big thing in the, in the scheme of this story, if they just rocked up in normal clothes... I mean, that is a special massage. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you would call a special massage. Special massage. Special, <laughs> special massage. massage. Uh, cool. So that's the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one um, is... Uh, it's just so great. Like, this week is so great. Basically, the article reads, Here's a weird company selling stickers that seal your penis shut as a condom alternative. Oh, Full what? stop. Train wreck. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you, Rick, to the GIF tip, which... <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? 
It's Does bo- that come with the special <laughs> massage? <laughs> it, is, it is both a forehand massage move <laughs> and, and a, an actual dick it's, sticker. It's, <laughs> I would li- I would like a massage with an extra GIF tip. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they just break out dishwashing detergent and just go to town on your body. <laughs> so, the GIF tip. <laughs> Let me explain uh, exactly what this is. Okay. It is a sticker, a piece of adhesive yep. that you stick directly onto your pee hole <laughs> as a man. <laughs> Right on the snake's eye. Yep. Yeah, they well, they've found a niche, and whether it yep. needed to be serviced or not, they are servicing it. I can understand what the the thing is. I mean, obviously, when you have a lot of people, I mean, you, you only need to look at your local Seven Eleven condom selection to know why they've made this product. Because a lot of people, a lot of guys, have been bitching about, you know, latex obviously doesn't give you the feeling that you want, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, and so they start making stuff like skins with a Y. You know, where it's like, you know, it's like you're wearing nothing at all, nothing at all, nothing at all. And so now this seems to be the natural progression, but I feel like no one has ever made this because of the train wreck you're about to tell me. Okay, so, yes, it is an alternative to condoms. Uh, it There's a lot of fine print that basically says uh, <laughs> these are not to be used to prevent pregnancy or sexually transmitted infections. <laughs> So, like, that's the fine print. So it's a condom, but also nothing not, like a condom. <laughs> it's condoms, but not as you know it. I.e. not, not a condom. <laughs> okay, so I just want to quickly, quickly read you a couple of choice excerpts from the GIF Tip website. Okay. Here's, here's a quote. This is on their website where they're trying to sell you the GIF Tip. <laughs> that's an amazing precursor, by the way, because I know it's going to be fucking horrible. Quote. This is perfect for us. My vagina is in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> the bathroom trips on him now. I can't hide my smiles. I get to roll over and fall asleep afterward, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. And at the very top, if you, if you want to go www.jifftip.com, not safe for work. <laughs> or, or any browser. Uh, there is a diagram... <laughs> Of how to apply. Oh, how to apply. <laughs> Rig, I'm going to show it to you. Check this out. <laughs> the, four, the, four, the, the four steps are, first step, clean. <laughs> Which is just a picture of, of what looks like a hand towelette rubbing back and forth across the head of a penis. The second, a line which looks like a diaper over the winking head of a cock. The third is bond, which is just... Bond? It just says bond. And again, it is a woman's hand, like, grabbing the head. <laughs> like a skill tester. <laughs> and then after all of that, with <laughs> it just says enjoy. <laughs> That's the image, <laughs> which which is <laughs> which is a uh, a, I love a, a circumcised penis wearing a Sunday cap. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like the the third step has got uh, has got the woman's. It's got it's even got arrows. Like you meant to move it like a fucking joystick. Yeah, it, it, it's not a gear shift, mate. It's a gear. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's fantastic, and the and the great part about all of this is that uh, these guys are probably making more money than anybody that we know. We're, we're laughing now, but we're seriously uh, really down on ourselves for not having thought of the GIF tip. <laughs> We could be millionaires, Gus. We wouldn't be filming this in a dungeon. We'd be filming it in a slightly better dungeon. <laughs> so so here's the go. The pros of using condoms are they protect against most STIs, <laughs> yeah. prevent pregnancy, and don't make you pull out or complete a task before you ejaculate somewhere in midair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> Writing notes fervently. <laughs> the main con is that condoms can feel weird. However, the only pro of a GIF tip... <laughs> is <laughs> this is the worst name. ...is... 
that it keeps lint from accumulating in your pee hole <laughs> and you feel more sensation around uh, around y- your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the only problem. You have to remove the sticker before you ejaculate. What? So, so legitimately... Oh, because otherwise it's like a backed-up hose? <laughs> oh! Exactly. So, so the major con of GIF tip is that... <laughs> Is that it? It is nothing like a condom. Doesn't protect you from STIs. Will guarantee uh, that your partner will fall pregnant, and you have to rip the sticker off your dick skin <laughs> before you come, which which could not be worse. That is that just is just the worst a horrib- experience. A horrible, horrible thing. But here's here is the brand's response to skeptics on Twitter. All in capitals. Will it work? How can you know? How can anyone know? Until they try Jeff Tip. <laughs> <laughs> chlamydia. How would you know if you don't like it until you try it? Chlamydia. <laughs> and they also say uh, on their website, healthy skin is a virtually impenetrable natural germ barrier. If you trust it, isn't wearing a raincoat double wrapping? What? Yeah, none of this is based on what? science. <laughs> it's it, it, basically these guys have come through and gone. Mm, you know what people hate? Well, you know what guys hate? Wearing condoms because it reduces the sensation. You know what we should do? Create some bullshit sticker that makes them think that they are not wearing a condom and can convince other people this is fine. Oh, that is just... A- a- any problems with this idea? Uh, yeah, they're going to have to rip the sticker off their dick oh. at some point. Ripping anything off any part of my skin, dick or otherwise, yeah. sounds horrific. So Does... the fact that it would be right over the slit, the oh. crack in the helmet, just yeah. like makes me... Vis- like I'm visibly uncomfortable right now. Yeah, yeah, it's not not good. It's like when you see when you're watching a show. I'll never ever forget that James Bond movie. Daniel Craig, he's sitting in the chair, and the bottom's oh, been ripped down yeah, the straw chair. Horrible. And the scene. guy is like swinging the thing into his nuts under the chair, and he's just dead set taking it. Yeah, and he's and, just and like la- and laughing, and he's and like laughing see. at that's him, it. and he's like bleeding and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'll never it. ever forget that. Yeah. If you have a dick, you will never, ever, ever forget that. Also, that is... Hollywood has made some leaps of faith, but assuming that a rope fist would not annihilate your junk oh is God. one of the biggest leaps of faith. That There's nothing left after that. I mean, that's it. When you get a, a normal sack whack, let alone a bloody... Catholic lantern that usually gets like with the shit coming out of it during yeah. mass swung into your junk. Yeah, uh, not, not good. We do apologise for anyone that didn't want this level of dick talk from this week's <laughs> shit show, but unfortunately, please direct all of your complaints to Jif Tip. <laughs> I also uh, also apologise for for bringing up PTSD flashbacks for a lot of the males that listen to our show, yeah. who have seen that James Bond scene and have effectively suppressed it in their memories. Exactly. All right. So that is uh, that is trade wreck trophy. You've got the choice between between those three. The first one is UFC fighter John Jones uh, being uh, the wrong John Jones being trolled mm-hmm. on Twitter, who happens to be a tech geek uh, from what looks like the UK. Uh, the second one is the New South Wales MP who uh, may or may not have ordered a special massage and then been held up. <laughs> uh, the third one is the world's worst invention. The GIF tip dick sticker. You were not lying in that it was a huge week for train wrecks. It's a that solid was it's a solid week. Ridiculous. Yeah. But All still three, same week. But still the number one. You saw me shaking my head as mm. soon as you started doing the recap because you know where I'm going and everyone that's listening knows where I'm going. It has to be the GIF tip. Yeah. That is ridiculous. It's, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. It's like that's not how a penis works. It, it, and, and also how would you possibly try and get this in vogue? Like, like just before guys have sex, they're going to pull out a... What is, a, what is a, that a, TV ad going to be? A stick of the size <laughs> of a fingernail. About to make love to your partner. <laughs> Grab a GIF tip. Just smearing it onto the... Onto the oh. <laughs> so, oh, then make sure you don't finish. And there's a guy going... <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, every time I hear it, I think of Q-tips. Those uh, those long um, sticks that oh. you used to like remove 
um, makeup and things as yep. a woman. Yeah. And that is not what I want. <laughs> anywhere near <laughs> there. Anywhere near that. No. Nah. Anyway, that is the end of Trainwreck Trophy, which means it is time for the music. Trainwreck. 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 Trophy. Nice. Which means mm-hmm. that is Trainwreck Trophy done and dusted for another week, which means we move on to... <laughs> You're deep sighing, which means it's only time for poos in the news. And poos in the news is a fantastic segment that I uh, that I had pitched a long time ago, and you loved from the moment I brought it up. Mm. No, you hated it. The true like, fact is, first sight. The truth is, the truth is, you hated it. But a lot of our listeners really dig it, which says a lot about the people that listen to our show. Well, a, a lot of our listeners love that I hate it, which yeah. which makes me question everything <laughs> that I'm about. It's it's just you being shitty that people like. It's not actually the substance. No. But we speaking of substance, we are going oh, into oh, poos in the news. <laughs> Gus, you've gone away and you have looked at uh, all poo-related articles that have that have come up for you from the world over. There is just a criminally high amount of them coming through Google News. What have you got for us this week? Yeah, I, I there really is a criminally high amount of them. Um, so here, here we go. I've got to show you this video because you know what? I'm not a man of halves. I'm gonna uh, gonna make sure if I do this, I do it right. So here is uh, this video. This will be uh, on our Twitter, uh, which is uh, sh- at shit show cast. Uh, do not do not tweet. Um, at John Jones. Also, he's... do not do not tweet at shit show. It is just some chick. Oh, I, oh, I realised. Really? Yeah, it's just some chick who has has gone on the front foot. It's like those domain hunters yeah. who like pick up amazing domains and then sell it on sell it to companies later on. She is. It's just a, a regular girl at shit show. <laughs> do not tweet her. Tweet us. Yeah, at shit show cast. But sorry, mate. Go on. Love it. All right, mate. I'm going to show you this video. Quickly before I show this to you, yep. it is from a place that we've gotten to know very well quite recently. It is Mother Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So just describe to people what you're seeing, Rick. So there's a small child. He's walking into the aisle of a supermarket. He looks like he's busting. And he's standing there awkwardly. I know that look well. He's dressed in what seems to be head-to-toe camouflage, <laughs> which is just classic Russia. He's walking down the aisle now, pretending to look at stuff, but he's definitely a child and can't afford anything because he doesn't have money. Oh, my God. And he's just shaking his leg. <laughs> and a fucking shit has just crawled out and hit the floor. And now he's... <laughs> Bow-leggedly walking down the aisle. Wide stance. That is insane. And now it's fast-forwarded to a later later thing, and there's a guy walking down the thing. Oh, no, he hasn't seen it. Oh, oh, no. oh he's narrowly avoided it. I don't know whether he's seen it, though. It's just a regular shopper with his orange bag. Oh, no, he's going, oh, he just stood in it. Oh, he's had a look. He's like, what the fuck is this doing here? Oh, he's trying to wipe it off on the tile. But it's tiles. It's tiles. It's just smearing it everywhere. Oh, that is filth. That is filth. Oh, my God. Yeah. How's the shake of the leg of the kid? The kid. This is this is the headline. Oh, kid leaves stealth poop on supermarket floor, <laughs> <laughs> then, then nonchalantly walks away, which is I would not call that nonchalant. No, he 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 was surreptitious. Yeah, he was extremely extremely guilty. He was doing that thing where like you walk with just your hips, but your <laughs> your legs remain just dead straight. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, if you if you want to go and go so basically basically like a Ken doll, <laughs> go and go and have, go and have a look at that. I think Riggs uh, Riggs really brought that to life with words. Yeah. But, uh, as we all know, a uh, video of a kid shitting in a supermarket is worth a thousand words. So that go and so watch good. it. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's posing the news. Some unidentified camo kid who takes a stealth <laughs> shit in a supermarket in Russia. Ah, oh, classic. It can only happen in Russia too. I would. <laughs> I wonder, really, really, I wonder what that guy thought when he stepped in the shit and he was like, another supermarket shit? <laughs> God damn it. Well, you know what the kid thought? He's like, I'm in urban camo. 
I'll shit wherever I want. <laughs> the tiles were blindingly white. <laughs> he was wearing like blue camo, like not even. It was like definitely that fashionable camo yeah. that, that doesn't actually serve any purpose because you would have to be in a blue surrounding, i.e., open water for you to blend in. <laughs> You're all right. That's Poos in the News. That's Poos in the News for another week, which means we move on to One Star Reservoir. It's everyone's favourite, which means it's time for the anthem. Woo! Yeah! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star, one star reservoir. What? Yes, which means once our reservoir is <laughs> has about commenced. to get, has commenced, it's happening. I uh, should have picked better words. So, once our reservoir, Gus has trawled the internet, the depths of the internet for the best in one star reviews across uh, products, hotels. Anything, anything really that has a one-star review. There are a lot of rating systems on the internet these yeah. days, and you've gone and you've found out a bunch of stuff. I, I, I wonder if three G- of them. I wonder if Gif Tip could be on our uh, on our condom review site, I Dommy. Fucking wish, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm> Dommy. <laughs> Preferred skins. <laughs> Got chlamydia, yeah, GIF yeah. tip is the worst. Yeah. One star. So you've gone away, you've found the best one star reviews that the internet has to offer. You have three with you today. What have you got for us, buddy? First one here Stratford Diner. <laughs> one star. I ordered the broiled crab cakes and they were really good and I called and asked if I could speak to the supervisor and the girl that answered the phone wanted to know what it was in reference to. I told her it was regarding the food I ordered and she said what was wrong with it and I said nothing. I just wanted to let him or her know that it was good and then she <laughs> was like, hold on, full stop. <laughs> when the manager got on the phone and I thanked him and let him know it was good, he said thank you and you are welcome but seemed like he was in a rush. I don't think I'll be eating there anymore because if their manager is not nice, then what does that say about the business they are running and the people in it? One star. Some people are so fucking petty. What the fuck? ridiculous. She called up to annoy people about their food, and I'm sure that they answered the call and were like, thank you. Yeah, they're like, like, thanks. Anyway, we're in the fucking (laughs) middle of a Saturday night service. Can you fuck off? Yeah. Anyway, so oh my god, that is the first one. People are the fucking worst. They are so so bad. Uh, great. This the second one. One star. Room one hundred and six is fucking haunted. <laughs> Bad evil spirit in there. It literally choked my, chocked my boyfriend. <laughs> Lights would flicker. TV would change on its own. When we got there, the weird thing was at the window. It was wide open along with the blinds. The haunting started an hour after we arrived. We left after only being there for about two hours. So they stayed for an hour of haunting. It did not want us there. It kept getting worse and worse. It would have stayed longer. It could have led to possession or worse. It fucking hated my boyfriend. (laughs) I recommend you stay away from that entire property. God bless the people who are still there. (laughs) Brutal. That is so, so rough. I wish it would have taken another turn. It was like, it really hated my boyfriend. I got a great nine-hour sleep, though. (laughs) All right. The final one is of a fortune teller, and I really had to absolutely dig to find this one. just called never again one star (laughs) my reading was similar to everyone's she told me she was going to take her time and not rush me out of there i was there not even five minutes when she told me i was pregnant (laughs) 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 then she changed her mind and said i had a miscarriage oh what i'm a 17 year old virgin (laughs) (laughs) i told her she was wrong she then went on and said I see you and your brother fight a lot. Just know he loves you. I don't even have a brother. (laughs) She then told my friend she was going to get stabbed. (laughs) What the shit? That is so hectic. That really, you know, you know how you hear about fortune tellers, uh, and and it's like, oh yeah, they're just just saying vague things that could happen to anyone. Yeah, that is specific. She has really, really gone for facts. I feel like I feel like she just got shittier and shittier as it went on. It was like you are pregnant. No, I'm not. No, no, you're not. But you had a miscarriage. I'm a virgin. Hmm. You and your brother fight a lot. I don't have a brother. 
He's going to get stabbed. Stabbed. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then, right now, for, in the immediate future. Fortune teller stabs her and is like, yeah, yeah. fortune. <laughs> <laughs> one from one, bitch. <laughs> Just stabs her. What did you do? Swish. <laughs> Oh, that is the three one-star reviews for this week, which means it is time for the meat of this particular show. Mm. The hamburger patty from our crappy hamburger restaurant. (laughs) One star. There was a screw in my burger. It is time for Rig to deliver his uh, shit show spotlight or shit show story time, depending on which side of the uh, the globe you're from. Decided to split those for some reason just this week. One is NTSC and the other is PAL of of, of the uh, of the of the references of the of the console world. Yeah. So, uh, Rig, let's go, mate. What do you got? Right, mate. So, uh, our spotlight. It starts on August seventeenth, nineteen forty-two. Great. On this day, a baby by the name of Harold Ruttenberg is born to a family in Johannesburg, South Africa. Cool. So we're, we're really mid-war here. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's got nothing to do with the story, but I'll press on. <laughs> Ruttenberg. <laughs> I'm just jamming facts. Just j- <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 1942 was a year of war. Go. Rutten- <laughs> Ruttenberg has a largely uninteresting childhood uh, and youth, but starts to work for oh, you've a You've picked a ripper story, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ruttenberg. end. <laughs> Ruttenberg was an uninteresting child who grew into a less interesting adult. He died the an uninteresting death. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> yes, that's exactly Sweet how this is going to go. Ruttenberg has a largely uninteresting childhood and youth, but starts to work for a men's clothing company during university. Still interesting. Yep. After graduating, he began importing Levi's jeans for re- resale to stores. Purportedly out of the back of his car... That is so South oh, Africa. Yeah. It's Isn't ridiculous. It? <laughs> hey, Jonty, some guys selling Levi's out the front. Uh, I think we should buy some. It's, uh, it's, yeah. He eventually expanded into traveling the world to buy clothing for resale, and then he opened his own chain of menswear stores in South Africa, making him one of the country's richest entrepreneurs. But as with most business people in South Africa, uh, even though you're living like a king over there with the yeah. amount of rand that you make, uh, and there's a lot of money to be made. There'll always be more money to be made elsewhere. Yes, and so Correct. and a lot less violence and a lot less crime and violence. So he and his family leave South Africa in 1976 and head to the land of dreams, Australia, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, oh, so even the people at Birmingham are like, oh, don't yeah, come here. It's like, Ugh. and it's it's Birmingham. That's how they say it. it's not Birmingham. Like the English version, it's Birmingham. Despite the fact that it is direct, that's where the name comes that's from. That's where the name comes from. It is from. literally like the misplaced if, if English they had, name. If they had a Lewisham there, they'd call it Lewisham. They would. Yep, Peter's Ham. Yeah. So in a nod to his roots, he decides to open a retail business the following year in 1977. Yep. Located in the Century Plaza Mall in Birmingham, Alabama, with the original name Two Feet Ahead, it was a store that primarily sold athletic footwear. Yep. I mean, it's better than six feet under, but it's still no... It's no <laughs> it's, Nike. It's, it's, it's still a shit day. It's not great. For a time, things are going well. Not great. <laughs> not great. They never do in these stories. No, they don't. They don't. Not great, but just good. Yeah. You know, just good enough to keep them going. Yeah. But as we move into the 80s, the rise of the, the superstores or the category killers, as they're also known, has begun. Okay. For the uninitiated, our, our, our listeners, category... Killers are stores that all, that specialise so thoroughly and efficiently in one sector that it pushes out competition from both smaller specialty stores, so the mum and dad stores, yep. uh, as well as the larger general retailers, the, the like, like, like the Targets, yep. a.k.a. Target, yep. a.k.a. Red Circle Boutique. Mm. Ruttenberg <clears throat> sees what's going on in the market and in 1988 decides to open a superstore in the River Chase Galleria in Birmingham under the name Just For Feet. Okay. Again, Start, shit name. Starting to get creepier, but go on. Just <laughs> just super bad. I'm pretty sure that's a, there's a porn site called that, <laughs> justforfeet.com. So he opens this in 1988. People lose their fucking minds because they've never seen anything like this. So just, just to give you a view on what this store had. Yeah. Okay. A small basketball court, either inside the store or in a fenced courtyard outside. A large bank of video monitors located near the front of the store where customers could watch live sporting events. Remember, this is 1988. 
Loud rock and dance music pumped into the store. A repeat customer program where, which enabled customers to receive a free pair of shoes after the purchase of 12 pairs. Hmm. Which is fantastic. Yep. An in-store fast food snack bar featuring Chicago-style hot dogs and popcorn. Not, not sure how that ties into athletic footwear or being active, but is there whatever. Any room for the fucking shoes? Because comp- they're basically running. <laughs> they're basically running a time zone. They're, they're running a food court oh uh, that sells shoes. A complete selection of footwear styles from virtually every major athletic shoe supplier, as well as casual footwear from such companies as Rockport, Keds, uh, and Timberland. Oh. A large selection of cle- the big hitters. A large selection of clearance footwear called the Combat Zone, and lo- which was located at the front of the store, where value orientated uh, customers could purchase, could battle each other for a pair of shoes, <laughs> could fight to the death, Black Friday style for, for a pair of cheap yeah. shoes. No, uh, where value oriented customers could purchase discontinued styles of shoes, often as low as nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine for a pair of shoes. Vendor concept shops where customers could examine the complete footwear line of vendors such as Nike, Reebok, New Balance, Converse, and Adidas. In many cases, the concept shops also featured active wear such as shorts, T-shirts, and warm-up suits from these vendors. Moonlight Madness sales, usually conducted around Christmas where the store would be open for an extended amount of hours, in some cases till 4 a.m., and offer customers outstanding bargains and in-store appearances by professional athletes Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaq. Yeah. It's a, so it's how big it's, is this place? So it's a big deal, right? Yeah. But this is the rise of the superstore, right? Sure. So there are a few around, but this is one of the first, okay? Now, as you would expect, the concept lifted the fuck off because it sounds like the most amazing thing I've yeah, ever heard it, of. It's, it's the greatest, and he's tapped into the fact that for and no apparent reason, every guy in the world fucking loves Runners. It's literally <laughs> it's, the pokies for shoes. It's so it's just great. Big lights, a lot of sound, yeah. and you're just taken in. What do you got? Sneakers, sport, food, rah, 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 rah. doors, doors, doors. <laughs> Parramatta Speedway, be there. Uh, so it goes from strength to strength as more and more stores open across the US because he's onto something. It goes public on the stock exchange in 1994. Fuck, this thing is going it's gangbusters. It's a fucking juggernaut, right? Yeah. In 1997, it starts buying other regional athletic stores to increase presence in other states that they'd never had presence in before. And Fortune magazine names Just for Feet number six among America's fastest growing companies. Hold on, 1994? Yeah. What the fuck happened? They've They've just exploded. So the first store happened in 1988, the first superstore. 1994. That is. They've done done an IPO on the stock exchange. So by the end of 1997, it had become the second largest U.S. athletic footwear retailer. In 1998, they have over 140 superstores in the U.S., in 25 U.S. states and Puerto Rico. (laughs) Good. They post a company high sales revenue of 775 million U.S. dollars at the end of 1998. With global domination in sight, they do what most companies do. They all sit in a fucking war room like Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. With Stro- a bunch of stroking op- hairless st- cats. Stroke. <laughs> Just stroking their Van Dyke moustaches, uh, a bunch of old white guys, and talk marketing and advertising and then come up with a strategy that will propel the business into the stratosphere. They say, we have to capture the hearts and minds of the American public through our advertising. And there's one time a year... And one big event that will enable us to do that. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's where all good businesses go to die slash bad businesses go to live. So they enlist the help of global ad agency Saatchi and Saatchi. Ah. I don't need to bore you with the details of how an ad campaign comes to life. (laughs) So I'll just say it's... So I will. so, So I'll just encapsulate it like this. Agency, here's our concept. Come on. Client. I don't know. Agency. Come on. Client. I don't really think so. Agency. Come on. Client. Fine. That's pretty much how it went. Well, I mean, you've worked in advertising. I, I have. That is that is straight from the uh, straight it's from the horse's ass. Straight from the textbook. That's exactly what what happens. And so Super Bowl 1999, the ad airs. This is the ad. The ad opens with a shot of white men. You are going to describe the ad rather than playing it to me. I am. You fuck. <laughs> I'm painting a picture with words. 
The ad, o- the ad opens with a shot of white men in a military Humvee tracking the footprints of a barefoot black Kenyan runner. Oh, no, 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 no. The men drive ahead to offer the runner a cup of water. Oh, shit. Laced with a I knockout know what we're drug. I now. <laughs> I offer, offer the runner a cup of water laced with a knockout drug. Yeah. The runner drinks the water and immediately collapses to the ground unconscious. While he is passed out, the white men force a pair of Nikes on his feet. When the runner awakens, he sees the sneakers and begins shouting and flailing. No, no, he cries. He then scrambles to his feet and runs away, still trying to shake the shoes from his feet. (laughs) This ad, we're going to put it on the Twitter account because it needs to be seen to be believed, but it's just as bad as that retelling. I... (laughs) It's I, fucking I, horrible. I seem to recall reading a news article where this was called the most racist ad of all time. I'm going to move on because we're going to get to that. Go. Just for Feet spent $7 million on that. And it was beamed into 127 million households. Mm, that's, uh, that's a lot of racism. The reception was, for lack of a better word, totally <laughs> fucked. <laughs> How's this? Chuck McBride, creative director at Whedon & Kennedy, which is another advertising agency, uh, and he was the lead creative on the Nike account at that time, remembers his reaction on the evening when it first aired. The minute I saw it, I immediately went, oh, shit. And I went, this can't go on. I couldn't believe they had done this. <laughs> Writing in the advertising age, Bob Garfield called the ad neo-colonialist, culturally imperialist and probably racist. Have these people lost their minds? (laughs) The Des Moines Register suggested in an editorial, the ad agency who signed off on the commercial should be required to come up with a campaign that shows the worst about their own cultures. Then they should be drenched in a bucket of water, made to fall on their backs and shackled. (laughs) It's just widespread, relentless condemnation from all sides aimed directly at to, directly towards this, what is a family business yeah, sure. that has just gone gangbusters. Ruttenberg is mortified <laughs> <laughs> and sues Saatchi and Saatchi for $10 million. I imagine he probably wins. The thing about this, right, right. is like... It's that whole thing. Like, what what were you thinking, right? Because, like I told you, I know I had a very ham-fisted way of telling you what the what the process is like for an ad campaign to get well, off I the ground from succinct. an agency perspective. Yeah, it is. But basically, this client had been bullied into putting this concept. Uh, but at the end of the day, they did sign off on it. Yeah, which is the problem. Yep. So with with full knowledge. Yeah, with with full knowledge. But if you saw something like that. In a meeting room, you would be like, "No, chance no fucking in, way in hell this would happen." Ever. Even in nineteen ninety nine, you would be like that. Nineteen ninety nine is not the dark ages. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not. I'm not referring it to it like that. It was like back in nineteen ninety nine. We only had cheese TV in the mornings, and then we like oh, you know. cheese TV was great. It was so uh, good. But it, but yeah, I. I do think that there is there's a lot of blame being laid at the feet of our South African protagonist. Yeah, so I mean there is, but he tries to deflect this and put this on Saatchi and Saatchi. So their response. So someone was to make another ad. No, someone does him. someone does speak on behalf of Saatchi and Saatchi on the condition of anonymity. They deny any racist predilections and insist the ad has served its purpose. What from what a, the from fuck a... is the purpose of that? Well, if it's if it's branding awareness and hype, but it, negative, Quote, negative hype. Quote: What we were trying to say subliminally is here is this athletic shoe re- shoe retailer who is either in your community now or is coming to your community soon, and at the core of these people is a passion for feet, a passion for getting the right shoes on the right feet, even to the point where perhaps they might go too far. Salon.com asked if it was wise to identify that passion with a pack of white commandos who hunt down and drug a barefoot black runner. (laughs) There's there's no way out of that question. The employee groaned. Quote, all the way along the line, multiracial casting was used. End quote. (laughs) But Salon.com presses them further. 
The source says, quote, one of the men in the Humvee is actually African-American and we also see a Hispanic woman. The problem is that when the ad goes by in 30 seconds, you don't necessarily notice that there is an African-American. Salon.com <laughs> asks, what of the Hispanic woman? The source, quote, the Hispanic woman, unfortunately, is exceedingly light-skinned and is exceedingly difficult to tell she's a woman. <laughs> One stone, two kills. <laughs> it's just brutal. So wow. this whole thing, this the whole old, ad old burn. goes down like a sick person's fart. Yeah. And eventually the case against Saatchi and Saatchi is dropped. Mm-hmm. Later that year in November 1999, Just for Feet files for bankruptcy. Oh, that is a huge fall from grace. Wow. From 788 mil. 775 mil, yeah. Look, while while it is in large part due to the ad and the failing business as a result, it also it's also found that just for just for feet committed accounting fraud and defrauded investors, uh, saying that they made six to eight million more than they actually did in the previous financial year. Right. So they still have dicked people around. Ruttenberg dies in two thousand five. Right. But his son ends up going to prison for 20 months as a result of the fraud. Just for Feet is then bought out by Footstar Incorporated, which in turn also goes bankrupt. Oh, man, this is a poison chalice. In 2003. Don't drink from it. It's the circle of life. <laughs> it's just, it all happens. But that's it. I mean, you've started off as a really promising family business. You create one of America's first superstores. You expand like nobody's business. You explode into the domestic market with an offering unlike anything anyone has ever seen. And then you sign off on this ad, which is just the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And when you see it on our Twitter feed, you will understand why. Salon.com called it the ad from hell. Many blog posts to this day that is written on advertising refer to it as the worst Super Bowl ad of all time. <laughs> that is, and that is brutal. And a, and a full-on trophy to fucking hold. Yep. Absol- because there have been Absol- a been shit some, ton <laughs> been some of bad absolute ads. sewer dwellers that have... Uh, that are, and that's the thing. The Super Bowl is an extraordinarily expensive time slot. They're like $3 million for like 30 seconds of airtime. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because some people... It's a have lot of million to, dollars. Yeah, it's right. Not I mean, that many seconds. There, there are some people that have, have done really well in, in trying to kind of lead a backlash over, Back. over, over, the, over the prices. For, uh, uh, because they're exorbitant. Create a Ford lash. Like, like Miller. Like yep. the, the brand, I don't know if you remember that, but the, the Miller High Life is, is, a, is a beer brand over there and they, they did a one-second ad. And it's just this, this African-American guy who is in a garage surrounded by Miller Light, and he just goes... High life, and that's it for one second, because <laughs> they like paid less money. It was just like, and everyone was like, "This is kisses fingers like a chef," as opposed to the uh, the yellowtail uh, ad. Oh, God, <laughs> from a from a while back, which features probably the worst constructed kangaroo puppet of all time, <laughs> DJing and. <laughs> Cooking a barbecue. Skippy Mark II. It was just full on, wasn't it? Yeah. And he asks, he says something like, uh, it's not a party without a rue, or do you want to touch my rue? So it was like, it basically weird... made us out to be a colony of sex offenders, which is uh, <laughs> which is a moniker we're desperately trying to shake from yeah, the rest of the world. Exactly. The, the whole thing was the Australia version, of, uh, the Australia episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, That's oh, not a knife. The only thing that was missing from the end of that ad was Yellowtail. I'd call them Chaz Twazers. <laughs> Uh, Brutal. Uh, good work, Rig. That is absolutely tasty, and uh, our thoughts go out to the uh, the entire <laughs> Rutenberg family. <laughs> uh, they're fine. Yeah. Well, once you've had money and you've lost it, you're definitely not sad. You def what? <laughs> if you're not I'm, first, you're last. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're handling poverty fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. It was. It wasn't even proper bankruptcy. It was like that Chapter Eleven bankruptcy that Donald Trump's done like fifteen times. Oh, they're fine. They're it, fine. He's a great man. They've still got a big house. And.
And speaking of people who own 50% of my assets and things, <laughs> happy 30th birthday to my beautiful wife, Caitlin. Happy birthday, Katie. Yeah. That's the end of the show. That No, no, it's, it's not the end of the show. <laughs> Uh, that's all we've got time for, which means that uh, it's time for us to start our five-minute episode of How to Contact Us, uh, which Rig is going <laughs> to walk you through. Step one. <laughs> Step one, uh, go to our Twitter feed. We are at ShitshowCast. We've only said it about five times this cast, but uh, jump on over if you are a Twitter fiend. And uh, follow us. We put a whole bunch of content up there, stuff that doesn't make the cast, stuff that does make the cast, and we just want to be extra sassy about the people involved. We, we are doing a lot of uh, a lot of aggressive tweeting. To, to be we fair, don't tweet about people. We tweet at, at people. people. Uh, and mo- and to be to be fair... If you want a reason to follow uh, and you think that early 2000s uh, four-second rap sensation Ja Rule needs to be taken down a peg, <laughs> then that's basically our whole Twitter. It is. It is. It's just all Ja Rule. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us in any other way, uh, you can send us a message on our Facebook page. So we are just shit show on Facebook and just be able to send us a message through that portal there. Or you are able. option number three. You can send us an email. Snail, the equivalent of snail mail now. Have we ever uh, got an email? We do. Oh, have we gotten an email? I don't know. I don't check. No, I do. Every <laughs> single week. Great. And I only get stuff from Google. <laughs> <laughs> Update your profile. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Oh, uh, so it. you can send us an email at shitshow.au at gmail.com. We have been receiving a lot of responses, tip-offs to poos in the news and to, to other sorts of things, which has been really great. And we appreciate you guys throwing up those things. And if you want to keep doing that, it would be very much appreciated. And you'll get a, a duly recommended. No, that's not the right word. Duly. What Prompt. am I looking for? Julie deserved. Cordial? Julie deserved. Shout out. Julie deserved. I don't know what. It's I, a late I, I night. Don't... It's a late night. I'm done. <laughs> I'm hungry. Stop sending dick pics to us. I'm not. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we want to say. So, that's what Rick's trying to you say. You can't see my whole dick. I'm wearing a GIF tip. <laughs> that's all we've got for this week. Thank you, guys. See ya. <laughs> Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-